Just excited that you're here. Today's topic in our uh, Brown Sugar and Spice podcast. Exciting times that we are getting launched in our uh, podcast arena. Tell me um, a little bit about yourself and what makes you courageous. Well, um, I'm born and raised in Arizona. Uh, I'm a college graduate, have my master's in organizational leadership from Grand Canyon University. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I have my own business, this Events and Services. I am a event and wedding planner. Um, I'm also a financial technology consultant by trade. So I work for one of the largest fintech companies in the world. Mm -hmm. And what makes me courageous? The fact that I have a lot of um, I have a lot of things that I want to do and I don't stop. Mm -hmm. I constantly grow, learn. I'm always seeking mentors Mm -hmm. and things of that nature so that way I can continue on with my my journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think in order to do that, you have to be courageous. Amen. I agree. I agree. (laughs) So I'm interested because, um, as you know, with full transparency to our audience, um, we are in the same uh, sorority, uh, Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. And... um, I'm really excited to know about you a little bit more um, deeply with regards to, and I don't even know if deeply is a word, but we're going with it. We're going with deeply. (laughs) Um, I'm going to be courageous and make up my own words throughout this entire podcast, but it's whatever. So I know that you uh, consider yourself or you identify with the LGBTQ community. Right. You also identify as a Christian woman. Yes. So we're going to talk about being gay and being spiritual. Um, what does the LGBTQ community, um, how is that impacted with uh, places of worship? And I'm hoping that our audience will be able to learn a few things today. So in full transparency, I have another job where I am the project director for diversity and inclusion. And part of what I do is talk to people um, and create opportunities for folks to be courageous on a college campus with regards to diversity and inclusion. So I want to ask some questions that can be a little spicy. So we definitely want to make sure that that disclaimer, (laughs) um, we we are uh, this particular podcast and the brown sugar and spice areas are really for mature audiences. Um, You know that I am the proud CEO and owner of Courageous Conversations. Um, I'm a certified life coach and all these different things. However, I do want to make sure that we always focus on the family. But there are some topics that really should be focused on the mature folks in the family. So we're going to talk about some things today. Um, So if there are little ears around, let's go ahead and do whatever we have to do to be protective of that. So talk to me about what you think in your, now this is your, I'm not asking for an expert opinion, just right. your life story, your life, your, you know, life experience. Talk to me about what does gay mean to you? So for me, gay means individuality. Mm-hmm. It means being able to be free to mm-hmm. express myself mm-hmm. with the person that I'm choosing to spend my life with who happens to be the same gender mm-hmm. as me. Mm-hmm. Um, it For me, it's also just being able to be authentic mm-hmm. because I've seen in the world where being in this community, there are a lot of people who don't encourage it. They are not supportive of it, yet 
in order to be able to walk around and live in that truth, mm-hmm. it, it's freeing and um, it's really empowering. So I, I find it, like you always say, courageous. Mm-hmm. So now you will hear often folks will say alternative lifestyle. Yeah. And I'm bothered by that because to me, uh, skiing is a lifestyle. Um, you know, if you enjoy wine and you, you like doing brunches, that's a lifestyle. But talk to me about how you feel when someone says being gay is a lifestyle, as if it's a choice. Do you feel it's a choice? Do you feel it's a lifestyle? What does that look like for you? I don't feel it's a choice, nor do I feel like it's a lifestyle. It's my life. Mm-hmm. It's every, it's me every day. Mm-hmm. And um, when I hear things like that, I just think of ignorance at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I think of um, someone who's just not willing to to accept they are trying to remain closed off Mm -hmm. or just not interested in using it as a coping mechanism to just deal with the fact that you are in a world with gay people Mm. and so um I don't think it's a choice I didn't make this choice Mm -hmm. it was something that happened very young I didn't know Mm -hmm. what it was when I started having those certain feelings that was like in fifth grade Mm -hmm. Um, I kissed my first girl in kindergarten Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't know what that meant but truth be told many people kiss exactly exactly yeah so so that's interesting I want to I want to you said something just a minute ago and it brings me to something that uh, folks also say and one of the things that I try not to do is folks sometimes in the LGBTQ community um, they will feel as if they have to come out and mm-hmm. I don't even know if I like that, that word either or that, that terminology yeah. but they have to come out over and over and over again people have to ask them you know their coming out story what was that like for you to come out you know and I, and I, I hate to relive trauma because sometimes your coming out can be very traumatic right mm-hmm. and then loved ones around you or people that actually love you can inadvertently or unintentionally um cause trauma over and over and over again and I realize that it takes courage to overcome trauma but you shouldn't have to do that every single day of your life so you said something um when you said that it's ignorance and to me one of the things that I coach folks and I talk to my own children um, and people around me you know to me there's a difference between ignorance and stupidity ignorance means you never had the information Mm -hmm. right you were ignorant most of us in education we get paid for ignorance that's what we do right people come to college people go to high school because they're ignorant in a specific field they're ignorant in an area and then they come to college to fix it to fix their ignorance right but stupidity means you had the information and you made a choice not to use it ignorance versus stupidity how much in your life experience in your narrative could you say you encounter people that are ignorant versus people who are just stupid um, I'll say when I first came out, there was more of an ignorance because I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. grew up around um, heterosexual people. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't anybody that was in that lifestyle around me until I got to high school. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I got exposed to more of this feels familiar when it came to feelings of why do I look at this girl this way like Mm -hmm. why is it more of not just oh she's pretty Mm -hmm. why is it oh my gosh she's 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 pretty (laughs) like you know those different things and then I started being introduced to people who felt the same way I felt but that Mm -hmm. was in high school 
Um, so when I was younger, there was more of an ignorance just because it was unknown. And I was one of the first people to come out of my family. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, it started, a, I don't want to say a trend, but everyone started being comfortable. Ah. And so then now that I'm an adult, mm-hmm. now I see more of the stupidity where there's a plethora of information out there. Right. There's so much out there now that you can't say you don't have the information or you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So now I'm experiencing or seeing more of that stupidity mm-hmm. portion of it. Now you say you grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. In the church. Let the church say amen, right? Mm-hmm. We got the whole Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. you know, Bible Toting, uh, Holy Ghost rolling, all the things. So, what does that mean to you? What is spirituality according to Sierra? Spirituality to me, um, and let me first say, I'm still very, very into church. However, I'm now non denominational. Mm, um, okay. I believe in God. I have a really good relationship with God, and it's continuing to grow. Um, I go to a non-denominational church. Mm -hmm. They don't discriminate against me. My pastor, he teaches me just like anybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, He's very accepting, and Mm -hmm. so it allows for me to be comfortable Mm -hmm. with being in that space and just focusing on my relationship with God. There's no judgment or anything. It's Mm -hmm. more of, let's teach about why we're here, Mm -hmm. about God. And so now I experience that. So for spirituality, for me, it's really just about being a good person Mm -hmm. and how does God want me to be a good person? What are the ways, what are the tools in the Bible is that? Those mm-hmm. are the tools that are in that Bible on mm-hmm. how I'm going to be a good person, mm-hmm. how I'm going to be a good wife, how I'm going to be a good mom, what that looks like mm-hmm. and what's pleasing to God in that perspective. So that's really what I focus on. Mm-hmm. I focus on my prayer life. Um, and there's nothing that I will take away from that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that's what spirituality means to me. And I'm glad you said that. Um, It brings me to even thinking about our sponsor. Um, And our sponsor is a family, uh, a marriage and family therapist organization and platform, um, Favor and Grace Under Fire. Another amazing opportunity, um, uh, Ashley Taylor. Uh, Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-A. I had to make sure I spelled that right. Um, But Ashley Taylor, a dynamic, phenomenal woman, um, an amazing teacher, an amazing therapist, and even more of an amazing motivational speaker. um, And her organization, again, favoring grace under fire. What you said just made me think of her organization, especially because of her title, the name Mm -hmm. of her um, of her business, uh, uh, favoring grace. Do you see that in the church over the years, now you're not that old, but um, in your life journey, have you seen more grace um, in the church or do you still have that feeling like you cannot be who you are because of the particular venue you're standing, which is called the church? No. Okay. Um, and my current church no Mm. I feel no judgment or anything when I go there I go there to hear the word and he teaches Mm -hmm. and so that's where our relationship focuses on Mm -hmm. while I'm there Um, if I was in a different establishment in in my previous life then I would feel that still Mm -hmm. Um, but that's why I left Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's why I left that Mm -hmm. situation and mm-hmm. now I'm where I'm at. I'm comfortable. And, you know, this is where it's led me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happened. I've known my pastor all my life. Okay. And 
you know, we're not too apart in age. So, you know, I've gone to his church before, but I was never a member. Mm -hmm. And then I started going more. Mm -hmm. And it turned into I'm learning Mm -hmm. about myself. I'm learning about being a woman. I'm Mm -hmm. learning about being a better person. Mm -hmm. Then, And I appreciate those teachings more than I did of fearing where I was at. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. what is that going to look like if I leave? How are people going to feel if I leave? Mm -hmm. Um, I let that go. Mm -hmm. And I moved on to Dominion. And I haven't looked back since. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you mentioned um, part of your spiritual journey, part of being spiritual means being a good person. It means being a good wife, being a good mother or uh, a, a good parent. Um, talk to me about um, the fact that we know you're engaged. Yeah. I'm super excited for you. <laughs> super excited. I'm, I'm mad at that ring, though. But, you know, whatever. I'm going to get there. She did a there. good job. Yeah, she did. She did. Job. She did. That's what's up. That's what's up. And you know who you are. So, um, listen, I'm encouraged by the fact that y'all are getting married. Yes. Talk to me about um, the favor of getting married as well as some areas where the two of you might have to be courageous, even in 2021. You know, the favor of getting married is the fact that we already have been each other's best friends. Mm-hmm. We've been each other's best friends. I can't even speak. God, we, well, we met in 2012 and just from there, mm-hmm. just being cordial, just mm-hmm. turned into, wow, this is my person. Mm-hmm. And, um, just knowing that from her it allowed for us to just see that we are supposed to be in each other's lives we are supposed to be each other's person and just continue this life together so having favor in that is just in itself us as people and you know just speaking from my spiritual journey and her watching me she's changing Mm -hmm. and going into that same type of direction Mm -hmm. and you know it's just a blessing to watch Um, Where we're going to have to be courageous is just being able to keep each other as individuals Mm. and knowing that we come first as individuals and then that's going to allow for us to come first, you know, put us as a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's going to be tough because we are young. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm 33. She's 31. Mm -hmm. And so. Look at you, Cougar. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. So, you know, just having to continue on with life through the rest of our 30s and then our Mm -hmm. our young 40s, just knowing that we're not going to be the same people. Mm -hmm. We're not the same people from 2012. We're not the same people we were last year. But and we're not going to be the same people five, 10 years from now Mm -hmm. and then thus forth. So just keeping that is going to make us be courageous Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. keep learning each other. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. That's good. So, you know, like I said, this is a mature conversation. I just want to mm-hmm. remind our audience of that, too. And and um, I'm not even going to keep saying audience, our family. We're going to be a courageous conversation right. family. Mm-hmm. So family. welcome to the family, folks. <laughs> um, this is Brown Sugar and Spice. And so this is just an area of my uh, company where I can have courageous conversations, but kicking up a notch uh, with maturity. So one of the things that I know uh, for a fact with some folk some folk from the spiritual arena, um, and we're going to say a baseline of Christianity. Mm-hmm. We know that um, that I'm embracing to all cultures, um, all demographics, all religious affiliations, um, but I myself identify as a Christian. And there's some privilege that comes with that, right? Mm-hmm. Every calendar is going to have my holiday on it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I realize that. 
But I also understand that a lot of our baseline of who and what we believe is out of fear. Mm -hmm. We are afraid to go where? To hell. We're, we're so afraid that's and that is that is the premise of Christianity is right. that, you know, we don't want to go to hell. We want to have an eternity with our Holy Father and our Lord and Savior. Right. And and most religions have some area of of heaven. Right. Or the, an, an aspiration to be or do something beyond this life. Right. So we have folks that are afraid to go to hell. But we even have folks that are even more afraid that you're going to go to hell. You see where I'm going to go with this, right? Mm -hmm. So talk to me about that. How often has that been a conversation in your spiritual life and in your everyday life that you are going to go to hell because you're gay? Um, when I was in my 20s, that was more of a topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but then when people started to let go and notice that it was not a phase, mm. that's when the conversation changed to, you know, I can't save your soul. Mm -hmm. That's what I started hearing more than you're going to go to hell. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. more of I can't save your soul. And you know what? That's fine. And I know you can't. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to continue on with my life. And I'd rather focus on the things that, you know, are... How am I going to live this life on this mm. side of earth? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How am I going to live here and be a good person? Um, love thy neighbor, thy brother and sister. What are those things? Mm -hmm. And how can I have those tools and being a, having a big heart mm -hmm. and just caring for people? And that's really where, where my focus is. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I don't worry about people saying you're going to go to hell. But I know my relationship with God. And if I was, if it was that bad, mm -hmm. I honestly just don't think that I would be blessed as I am. Mm. Talk about favor and grace under fire. Our sponsor. <laughs> Listen, I am very much an educator. And so I think, like I said, I don't think I know that a lot of fear comes from the unknown. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks um, will, especially our more seasoned, older community, um, and even younger. We know that. Even though we have, you've mentioned it, that you have technology at your fingertips. There shouldn't mm -hmm. be nothing that you can't find, especially because Google is in my life. Now, that's a constant, right? right. Google is in my life. So you can Google. Some folks want to bing. I'm not a binger. I'm not a binger either. But no I'm offense, bing. Now, if you want to sponsor us one day, we can become a binger. But <laughs> <laughs> listen, I think you're right that we have this opportunity to learn and to grow. But folks are afraid. And they're afraid of the unknown. They're afraid of what is um, something that they have not necessarily seen before. And so I had a conversation with an older person in my life um, who I love very dearly. Um, and I won't mention her name, um, but some people call her my mama. And, you know, she, she, we have these courageous conversations now. And it's so amazing some things. She is stuck in her ways and that's okay. But other things I can see that there's little tiny steps to being not necessarily open, but listening. Mm -hmm. And one conversation we had was about marriage and what that looks like and the sanctity of marriage. Um, and I finally had to say to her, mama, are you talking about marriage? Are you talking about sex, right? Mm -hmm. Let's be real. Yeah. The fear of what is happening in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Are you really against the relationship or is it because you really don't know what they do um, in them sheets, right? Mm -hmm. Not you can, you can be okay with them if they in the streets, but then when they're in the sheets, you don't know, necessarily know what's going on. So let's take a moment, again, mature audience, let's take a moment to try to educate our, our families out there, our Courageous Conversation family, about a few things LGBTQ. 
Let's talk about a few things gay. We're going to give you some, right. some gay-isms and some language, right? So oftentimes in the spiritual world, especially in Christianity, they will quote Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Right? Um, and they always talk about sodomy and all of this. And, and you can Google it if you don't know what that word means. We don't have to get overly graphic. <laughs> but once you Google it and then you think about the LGBTQ community and you think about the spectrum in the rainbow family of what those things represent, folks are so afraid of a sexual act and they will quote Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Now, let's just talk about it. People are afraid. They're thinking, what do they do? Right? Yeah. What do people do sexually? What does this mean? What does that mean? Talk to me about some terms that are within the LGBTQ community um, that may not be in the cisgendered heterosexual community. Like, what are some terms like, for example, what would you call a particular type of lesbian woman versus another type of lesbian woman? So one thing that's really huge topic conversation right now is the term stud mm -hmm. so a stud is a masculine presenting woman who um is not trying to be trans or a trans man or anything of that nature but they dress predominantly like a man mm -hmm. um and they play more of that male gender role mm -hmm. in the relationship well um the conversation now is is that is the term for a black gay woman mm, all who's black a stud gay. okay okay who's a stud who dresses like a man so there's fems and studs and a stud is a black gay woman who dresses masculine mm -hmm. and a butch is a more uh, the same type but a white woman uh-huh and so i learned that about a twink uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was like twink what is that okay yes so now there's a lot of conversation uh -huh. about white women who call themselves studs ah and as if that now belongs to the African now that community. belongs to the black community okay. and so there's you know there's like no you're not a stud uh, you're, you're a butch you're a butch and is it you are a butch or you're butch you are a butch see okay you're a okay butch person. okay got it and so now there's that conversation that's really huge and another thing is stud for stud where mm. it's two masculine presenting women in a relationship right which is typically frowned upon in the gay community in the black gay community i can only focus on mm -hmm. that yeah, yeah. that's your identity i'm in mm -hmm. um there it's not it's not accepted so just like a lot of people don't want to accept me just for being gay mm -hmm. that's not accepted for two women who are masculine to be in a relationship either okay i'm gonna put a pin here yeah okay so I know that, like I said, I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> um, here's my issue that I have with trying to have all of these freaking labels. Did I just say freaking? Um, <laughs> all of these labels, and we're trying to get rid of labels, but then we label ourselves. Then we have a terms that we reclaim. Mm -hmm. I know that within the LGBTQ community, you are now hearing the word queer again. Mm -hmm. I mean, I shouldn't say now, but um, as of in the last, you know, several years actually, um, queer has become a became a, a or become a reclaimed word. Yeah. that is a uh, a term of endearment it's a term of pride all of those things so let's get back to this stud and butch thing yeah i will often hear um folks ask my friends in my friend group if you are a femme mm -hmm. why are you with a butch or a stud when you could just be with you a dude man. go be with a man <laughs> right 
if you so into the the male facing and all of those things, why would you be just go be with a man? And are you really lesbian? That's what I hear a lot too. Are you really a lesbian or are you just more comfortable and you have an affinity to women, but you really want a man, that's why your your woman looks like a man. And you mm. wanna know my response to that yes. all the time? Yes, please tell me. Wait till she take those clothes off. Ah! <laughs> Get it. Okay. Sorry, she does not have the same things underneath ah. those clothes that a man has that okay. I want. So Listen, uh, that's my response all the time. And I'm so glad because that's a, that's a good, <laughs> courageous response because until this very second, I never even thought of that. Yeah. I never thought, and maybe because we know that there's this thing out there called love languages and all of that mm-hmm. good stuff, and it's, an, it's phenomenal. Y'all got to, if you don't know what it is, look it up, right? Google it. Google it, right? Or Bing it, whatever y'all want to do. But love languages, one of my, my love language is not touch, mm-hmm. right? And um, mine is service. I love to serve people and I love it when people pay attention, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the, the things is I know that a love language being touch is not always sexual, but I am right. not as intimacy. It's intimacy mm-hmm. and it's affection. It's all of those things. So really, when I am looking for a mate, um, someone to spend the rest of my life with, courageous family, <laughs> I am looking for a mate, someone to spend the rest of my life with. You know, honestly, I don't necessarily look at their physical features. And I certainly do not think about them um, underneath their clothes. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, I don't even think it's cute. I mean, don't send me no D-pick <laughs> because it's ugly. I don't care what no man says out there. I am not a fan of the way it looks. But, you know, praise God, you know, whatever. Some of y'all are. You get that rocks your socks. It does not. I'm more of an intellectual person and having a conversation. So when you said that, that totally blew my mind that, 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 you know, yes, they may be male facing on the outside wearing their, their male clothes or, you know, gender clothing. But then when it comes time for that sexual intimacy and sexual attraction, you're not seeing a man, you're seeing a woman. Yes. Hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> so we have Femme, we have Butch, we have a stud, and Femme is, you know, synonymous, I mean, not synonymous, but it is, it's an equal opportunity term for both, for all um, cultures, which you yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, American cultures. Now those yeah. go into more depth as well. Oh, so goodness. we have a lipstick Femme, what? and then we also have a... <laughs> I thought I a was learning. Them, the, I thought I was in the know. Uh-huh. Yeah, a dominant, dominant femme, femme is mm-hmm. a dom. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a dominant femme is just one who she dresses feminine, but she is going to be the lead in the relationship. She's going to be the head, mm-hmm. um, and she has a lot of um, I don't want to say masculine ways, but she will be the head of the household. She's going to be the one who's in control. But that's no different that than top. typical quote-unquote heterosexual exactly. relationships. You might exactly. have, and especially in the African-American community. I'm not taking anything away from our brothers, our, our African-American men, but we know that uh, African-Americans, Black Americans, it is a matrilineal, a very, uh, the mother, the grandmother, you know, that is who is taking the lead in so many things. And that's because of so many reasons. I don't even want to get into that history. But we often will see where the female is the dominant 
person with regards to logistics and orders yeah. of operation in the house. Mm -hmm. So I don't see that as very different even in an LGBTQ relationship. Is that what you're saying? Yep. It's not very different at all. Okay. Okay. But is that frowned upon? To be a no, daughter? actually, it's really okay. not frowned upon, um, but it may be harder for her to find a partner mm. because most femmes um, in the community, they are looking for more of a masculine presenting woman. Mm -hmm. So it may be hard for a dominant femme to find somebody to date. Mm. Um, I do see that a lot in the community. That mm -hmm. It's hard for mm -hmm. a femme for femme to date, but it's not frowned upon like it is on a stud for stud. Mm -hmm. That is like shunned <laughs> okay okay talk to me about um you know we we talked about intimacy mm -hmm. and all the things is it true you can't speak for all lesbians in the world 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 right right right, right? right. but speak for me uh-huh but one of the questions that i often will get is when thinking about those intimate moments thinking about intercourse mm -hmm. um and what you know what that looks like should we believe that because you're lesbian, you don't want to say have any penetration? No. Okay. Don't say that. Don't say that. No. Okay. Don't say that. Don't yeah. say that penetration is off the table. Okay. Yeah, it's not off the table. Um, it's just off the table with someone who can get you pregnant. Ah. Um, as far naturally. Hey. Hey. Okay. Um, but no, it's not off the table. There, our bodies are still our bodies. That anatomy okay. is still that anatomy, regardless. Mm -hmm. Um. So no, it's not off the table, but mm -hmm. it may be experienced in different ways. Mm. And how how can we get? How deep do you want to get with that? Get, girl, um, so whether that penetration is coming from a toy, whether that's coming from fingers, mm -hmm. whether that's coming from just the width of someone's tongue, it can still happen. Mm -hmm. And you can experience that um, penetration just not from an actual male anatomy. Got it. That's mm -hmm. good. Okay. So now that we have gone around the bin and back, um, I want us to really consider we have folks who are in spiritual, um, ha have spiritual parts of their life. Um, their family are, are very spiritual, whether it be, you know, you're Jewish or Muslim or, um, you know, or Christian or all the wonderful religions that are out there. What would you say is a way for folks who want to maintain their spirituality and believe that they're maintaining their spiritual truths, but still want to love you? What ways can can folks be more embracing and more um, more inclusive at, in areas of worship, um, whether that be the building or maybe it's your family? How can folks be more inclusive to our LGBTQ siblings? And I'm saying siblings because we often will say brother and sister, but there are folks within the LGBT community, um, LGBTQ community that don't identify as male or female, right. right? And that's why we are, you might now hear a lot of folks introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Denise Trimble Smith. I use she, her pronouns. It's a way for us to embrace your identity, but it's also a way for me to let you know that I'm safe that I may not understand or I may not um, know or I may even have feelings about your lifestyle, quote unquote lifestyle, which I don't believe is a lifestyle, but your identity, but I'm a person that's going to love you regardless. And when you do use those pronouns, it gives the other person the opportunity to say, 
hey, I'm actually Earl. I use they, them pronouns. Or, um, I, you know, I'm Taylor and I'm non-binary, so I use they pronouns. So when you have um, introductions like that or when you um, are, are, it signals to the other person mm-hmm. that you're safe, that you're going to love them, you're going to respect them regardless. What are some other ways that we can be inclusive, whether it be in the church or in our families, other ways that we can show favor, we can show grace um, and and show courage at the same time? Um, outside of just respecting someone's pronouns and what they want to um, identify as, mm-hmm. I would say just be more open. Mm-hmm. Um, don't look at me differently. I'm there for the same reason you are to mm-hmm. continue building my relationship with God. If we're looking at it from a church perspective, yes, yes. I'm not here to turn you. Mm-hmm. Um, we get that a lot mm-hmm. where people think that we're there to just turn them out. And that's not the case at mm-hmm. all. Um, but I'm there for the same reason you are. Mm-hmm. I'm living my truth. Just like you're living your truth. I'm trying to build my relationship with God to get to heaven, just like you mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. And we're on that spiritual journey. Um, so don't think that I'm here for another reason or I have ulterior motives. Mm. Um, and you know, get to know me as a person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get to know Cece. And when you get to know Cece, you may just be like, dang, she's really, really cool. She's really, really cool. No, she's really, really cool. Yes. And so, awesome. you know, just focusing on those things mm-hmm. and, and just knowing that we're people. Mm-hmm. And I think that would help. That would be a start. I think meeting people where they are, but not leaving them there. Exactly. Is really important. And even though I feel like I'm learned and I'm embracing, I also have to be cognizant and be respectful of the fact that I don't know everything. Right. And so some things do catch me off guard. Um, I, even though I'm not one, I'm not an exhibitionist. I'm not out there showing off my body and doing all of that kind of crazy stuff. Um, I shouldn't say crazy. It's that kind of stuff that might be fine for your lifestyle, but I'm a little bit more um, uh, reserved in the way that I dress and stuff um, most of the time. Now, I, I'm also when I'm with my family, when I'm with my sisters, I'm very like free. I walk around mm-hmm. in brown panties. I, I, it doesn't even dawn on me. Maybe because I was raised around women. Um, I do have two brothers, but they were older and out the house. Um, we walk around that way, but I have also caught myself because in my family, in my family, in my friendships, in my relationships, in the sorority, we will often be in situations where we're at a hotel and we're, you know, sharing a room and it never even dawns on me to say, Oh, Ooh, they're part of the queer community. Maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. And I don't want to be disrespectful. It's just, I, this is who I am. You know, I'm about to walk out here with a bra, right? Does that kind of stuff cause you to take pause? Does that make you feel uncomfortable? And I realize that just because you're a lesbian doesn't mean that you're attracted to every dang woman. Just like <laughs> a woman ain't necessarily, you know, a cis woman or, you know, heterosexual is not attracted to every man. So how does that, am I being disrespectful? No, you're not being disrespectful. Okay. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't care. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm attracted to the person I'm attracted to. Um, that's why I'm marrying her. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's about it. Like mm-hmm. I don't look at any of my sisters that way. I don't look at mm-hmm. anybody else that way. Mm-hmm. If we're in the same space and you know we're sharing a hotel room and you walk mm-hmm. out in a bra or a locker okay, room or a locker a big room. deal in sports. Exactly. Like, oh my gosh, we can't have yeah, a lesbian on our team. We can't be in the locker room Trust together. Me, we don't Trent, want ain't you. nobody looking at you in the locker we room. We don't either. want you. <laughs> 
I'm so glad that we had this courageous conversation. We could keep going on and on for hours. And I just love you so much. I really thank you for being in this space with me, being transparent, let me be myself. And I hope that you feel like you're yourself. I'm really proud of you with your, you know, sis events and services and all the things. And I have to tell you, you know how they say, um, you know, Disney is the parent company or whatever. Cece is my event manager. And um, like I already said, we're, we're sorority sisters. Um, we're sisters in Christ. Yes, yes, um, yes. And I love her with all my heart. I'm really happy that um, Ashley Taylor and Grace, or Favor and Grace Under Fire is our sponsor because they too are an organization that embraces people, meets them where they are, doesn't leave them there, um, and helps folks be courageous. And so with that, I want to just ask you one other question. Yeah. Where do you see yourself needing more courage? How can you as Cece be more courageous knowing that you you have God on your side, you have a strong relationship with God, and you are a part of the LGBTQ community, you're a businesswoman, you're a master trainer in the things that you do, but you still may have some areas where you need courage. Absolutely. Talk to the Courageous Conversation family so we can put you in our heart and our minds um, and maybe some of you even in our prayer life. Where do you need to be more courageous? You know, I really need to be more courageous when it comes to um, really just embracing growth. Mm, I okay. struggle with embracing growth and going to the next level. Mm -hmm. um, you spoke earlier about being afraid of the unknown. I do have a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. As persistent as I am, as much as a go-getter as I am, mm -hmm. I still have a little bit to work on when it comes to what's next in mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And so just um, growing from that is mm -hmm. where I need more courage. Mm -hmm. Well, I am here to tell you that you don't need to worry about where you are or who you are. You need to worry about whose you are. And we know whose you are. Right. <laughs> we know whose you are. Listen, Courageous Conversation family, you have been a part of a brown sugar and spice time and space together. And I'm so excited to, to bring you into our conversation. If you need to be courageous, you need to be courageous. You know who you are. You know whose you are. And you know why you exist. And if you don't know that yet, then let's be courageous and let's continue to have the conversation. Let's see each other next time, family. Thank you, thank you. We want to thank my crew. they all in the back over here. So thank y'all so much for helping me be courageous in doing this podcast. We are all ready to do business. So thank y'all, everybody. Have a great day and we'll see you later. Let's be courageous. Ooh.